um, is here with Life Crisis Task Force again. We're having a, another little op special October version here dealing with Halloween. Kind of wanted to throw something out at you uh, since we did the movie discussion last week. Me and um, Poncho wanted to sit here and maybe do some maybe some spooky mu music for you guys. A couple albums may get you in the mood for the Halloween season. Anything, you know, that might set a mood if that's what and you know go from there um so what do you think where where would you like to begin we got a bevy of albums to pick from yeah i mean mostly we guys we were probably going to stay into rock music maybe a little bit of country because there is a subset of country folk music called the murder ballad yes that can get kind of creepy johnny cash has done a lot of these a lot of the older country artists maybe we'll we, we might touch on that later um that's true but yeah, there was, there's a few albums that immediately come to mind when you think of, or at least a few artists that come to mind. The first one that comes to my mind is a band called Blue Oyster Cult, which everybody, most people probably know for um, Don't Fear the Reaper. Yes. But they had, they've been around for 40 years. They've got tons of albums. And they're, some of their stuff, their earlier stuff is really, is in the heavy metal vein. But there's, they, they tackle some rather strange topics, some rather arcane yeah, exactly. Black magic and science fiction related stuff. I would say it's the first album from them that comes to my mind is Imaginos. When it comes yeah. to that kind of gothic metal, I don't know if you'd call it, I don't even know if that's a correct description of it, but it's very theatrical. It's got a theme yeah. to it running through it and there's a story, there's a there's a the liner notes have this big storyline. Doesn't make a lick of sense. But it's there, <laughs> and good luck finding this album anyway. It was not very popular. I think the, the people that like it love it, but yep. it didn't sell very well. It's hard to find, but... um, it's, That came out, well, I, this is going off memory, but I think we were still in high school. We were in high school, yes. We were, it was, this was 88, 89, something yeah. like that. So it came out. I have a CD copy, believe it or not. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. But it is hard to find. It is very hard to find. More... More uh, likely to find are uh, is um, Fire Unknown Origin. You Fire Unknown Origin. The album you'll most likely find from there is, is probably the most popular one. It's called Ages of Fortune. It's the one that has Don't Fear with the Reaper on it. It's also got a song called um, Tattoo Vampire. Another yes. good one. The Revenge of Germany, which features Patti Smith. Um, also kind of very arcane related. Uh, ETI extraterrestrial intelligence about aliens coming down. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of, lot of good Halloween season stuff from Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, it um, and not to go off on the tangent, but this is like it shows you what you know metal and stuff and rock. Not just I shouldn't say metal. I'm throwing Let's, metal. You go it. into this area and you're kind of you kind of have to talk about metal because there's yeah. just the early heavy metal. We get into this discussion of what is and what isn't heavy metal, and that's probably a whole nother episode. Exactly, um, exactly. To me, the very first heavy metal band was another band that falls into the spooky category, spooky category was Black Sabbath. Yes. And throughout the rest of the 70s, until Van Halen came along, they were kind of the model for what heavy metal bands were like. So you had this kind of dark, oppressive, spooky rock, and then... It got more pop oriented when Van Halen came along. Oh, the hair bands. And, and then the hair bands took over, and that's a whole nother pile of shit there. We can go off on like different, so many different tangents. I mean, yeah. as far as music, not just 
you know, these quote unquote spooky stuff we're talking about, about how music involved, like progressive rock, which I'd like yeah. to show about that sometime. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we um, get Rando involved in that. He yeah. can talk to you about, he's into that. Yeah. And, and things like that, but that going back to, um, Oyster Cult real quick, that I would, I would definitely stick with Imaginos. Fire Unknown Origin. Fire Unknown Origin. And there's one called Specters. Yes. Yes. That's got some good songs on it, too. Yeah. And, you know, it, they're not all, it's not, and when we say, like, we're not talking like it's all about, there's no Satanism or anything like it. It's just, no. it's just overall themes that are darker than you would normally listen to, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's nothing bad. I mean, it's just, you know, there are stuff that's heavier and darker. I mean, some of the, like Black Sabbath. Yeah, some of the Sabbath stuff, and they were started turning to that. And you know, it's like their first album, it's got what the Wizard, you know, yeah, and, and stuff like that. I mean, and it's not, you know, it's it's not something bad. It's not like some of those really over the top bands that came later. Yeah. Yeah, like that's something like wasp or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would try to drink fake blood off the out of a skull or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Although the very first song on the very first Black Sabbath album is about a satanic rite. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. That is true. All Black Sabbath. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um but um no, it's just you know, and but their stuff is really it's something Especially their early albums, that's something you put on it. They, they just have a general vibe and a feel. To yeah, them. yeah. And that's what we're kind of just talking about. You know, it's not like not every album is going to have every song that's like that. You know, you're yeah. going to have some artists that try to do that. I mean, obviously Alice Cooper. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, the, he's, he's the granddaddy of it all. I would think. I would. Yeah, I would say that. Um, very theatrical. A lot of albums that were, you know, Welcome to My Nightmare. Alice Cooper goes to hell. Um, Your gosh. sister saw him in concert once, didn't she? She told yes. I mean, she told us about how they they did a stage decapitation, which looked completely real. Yes, and I've seen stuff. I have a concert video um, of him from the mid seventies, and it's pretty dark and it's but it's very theatrical so some some of it's comical but i mean but it's got that overall feel to it you know yeah like i said welcome to my nightmares probably the best example i would guess um it's probably the most well known yeah, yeah definitely now there's another one that's darker but for a different reason um from the inside if you've ever heard that one. i've never heard that one no it's it's an interesting album. It's something he wrote after he got out of a mental asylum. Oh, he was basically drying sobering up. No, no surprise. And, and the inter- really interesting thing about this, and I thought it was anyway, the, he wrote the album with Bernie Taupin. Really? Yes. Who, for they might not, for those of you who don't recognize that name, he writes the lyrics for Elton John. Yes, exactly. Not the it, guy you would expect to be working with Alice Cooper. No, it's uh, I like it a lot. It's one of my personal favorites. Um, it's it's not as theatrical as Welcome to My Nightmare, but the, all the songs tell a story. Hmm. People he met while he was there. I'm sure there's a lot of made up stuff, but I'm sure there's some there's a lot of themes of what people go through inside their head. And one flew know, over the cuckoo's nest. The album and other. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy right there. That's the way I would describe it. And I mean, if you're familiar with Alice Cooper, you know he he he's ran the gamut, and I think some of his stuff is is really kind of over the top. Some of his like mid to late seventies albums are not very good, <laughs> but you know, stuck with that theatrics and those dark themes. So you know he's a good. He's somebody good if you want to listen to something a little. Like I keep saying spooky. Maybe spooky's not the right word, but I can't think of a better one though. Yeah, so that I would get, definitely go with Alice Cooper. Something a little different. I would recommend. I, everybody, most everybody has probably heard of Orson Welles' famous radio play of the War of the Worlds. Yes, where he made it into like a a news broadcast, and it scared the shit out of people because they didn't realize it wasn't really happening. Um, one of the members, the keyboard player from the Moody Blues, name was Jeff Wayne. And in the mid, late, mid, late 70s, he did a musical version of The War of the Worlds, which is really like a Broadway play almost. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. Richard Burton does the fucking narration on it. I mean, and he's got different vocalists singing parts. And it's, it's, it's a direct uh, redo of the album, not like what Orson Welles did. It, it tells the whole story, the album, the book. The book. <laughs> it's a rewrite of the book. Um, right. And it tells the whole story. And Richard Burton, Justin Hayward from the Moody Blues is on it. Phil Lynott from Thin Lizzy is on it. Oh, that's um, right. And it's a really good, really, really good album. Yes. Definitely good for this time of the year. It is unforgivably 70s in places, though. The keyboard well, parts are just yeah. over the top 1970s in a few places, but the music is incredible. It is it very is. good. And it's a double album, so be, it ready is a double for album. Long, be ready for a sit down with that one. Yes, yes. But it's worth it. Yeah, it is. It's very good. I have it on CD and vinyl. <laughs> on a sad note, I was looking through um, all music. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they went in there and re-recorded this or did Why? something with it. I don't know. I, I didn't really read about it because I saw that and I was just like, no, I, I don't need to know about this. So I kind of mm -hmm. uh, like, but yeah, if you get a chance, listen to that. And it, I think, I mean, it's just to hear Richard Burton talk because yeah. I always love yeah, his voice. It is worth it just listening to Richard Burton do the narration because he plays the main character and yeah. That's the highlight of the record, and there's two voices I can't get enough of to hear him talk. He's Richard Burton's one of them. The other one's John Houston. Oh, I love hearing yeah, John Houston. Yeah, John Houston could read the phone book, and I would just be held in rapt attention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just they they just have those distinctive voices, and it's, they're very. I don't know. Yeah. Slight tangent. Have you ever seen the Daniel Day Lewis film? There will be blood. No, I have not. Okay, he is dueling John Hughes's voice for the entire for that character for the entire film. Oh, he does really? Spot on, John Hughes, John Houston. Oh, we'll have to check the that whole out. thing. It's a fucking great movie. On top of that, but that that was just icing on the cake for me. Oh wow, I had to check that out. I yeah. would love to love to watch it, but also hear that. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if if you don't know who John Houston is, he was film director from God, the forties on up into the seventies or eighties, I guess. Yeah. Made uh, the Maltese Falcon and tons, of, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, tons of other film. But he was also the voice of Gandalf 
in the 1970s version of The Hobbit, yes. Yes. And The Return of the King, yes. Exactly. Um, Once you hear his voice, you won't forget it. No, it's it's unique, and it's just, I guess, I I literally could listen to him read the phone book, and it would be... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the next one I got here is a specific album as well. It's you, you, I had talked to you about this offline here before we started recording. It's from, um, Nick cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called murder ballads. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talked about earlier. Yep, exactly. And this is exactly what it is. It's songs about murder and hate and bad things that happen to people. And it's, Definitely one of those cut the lights off, light a candle, and just kind of get mm-hmm. the creepy vibe. It's one of those. Now, there's a couple songs that break up that that's very jarring, but it's still good. <laughs> but the ones that are truly creepy are really intense. Though there's also like a 15-minute song about a guy that goes into a bar and starts killing everybody. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and he's like, it's... He sings, he talks. It's pretty, pretty insane. Hmm. But it's um. I Are these all original it. songs, or does he cover some of the? He covers. There's a couple songs he covers. He does the final song at the end is "Death Is Not the End." That's a traditional song. Dylan hmm. did a version of it. Okay. He does a version of "Stagger Lee." Okay. But, but it's not anything like you've heard. Hmm. And I think there's a, a song. There's a song called Pro Jane. I don't know if that's. Oh, I've heard Pro Jane. Yeah, I'm familiar. That that's a that's a that's a traditional traditional song. Yeah. He does the version of that, but the rest of the songs are um, originals. He does a um, duet with a couple people. It's actually um, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but he does one with Kylie Mignon. I don't know how you say her. Kylie Mignon, I think. No, no, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. she does a he does a um, duet with her called "Where the Wild Roses Grow," and that hmm. was that's really good. Hmm. I had never really listened to anything of hers. All I knew about her is she's mostly like dance, I guess. But yeah, she. She started out, I think, as a teen pop queen, but she's she's become more than that. Or there was, she wouldn't have stuck around if she hadn't. <laughs> Very true. Yep. But yeah, yes. the murder ballad, the tradition of the murder ballad goes back into country and bluegrass, and oh, yeah. you know, there's a whole subgenre around that. Um, Hang it on your head, Tom Dooley. That's about that's, a guy being hung for murder, and yeah, exactly. there's there's a bunch of other ones. Delia's gone from from um, Johnny Cash. That's an original, yes. but still, that that's you know, that's the vein of it. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. There is a whole thing. I believe you can go on Spotify and look that stuff up. Let me oh, dark country or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that stuff's really good. It's under I guess you call all that stuff Americana. Yeah, I don't know. for want of a better term. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Everything's so out there now. So you don't, yeah. I don't know what to call something anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many genres and subgenres and sub subgenres. It's 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 hard to classify things anymore. Just not as a straight like rock and like can't classify anything just as rock and roll anymore. That's right. too broad of a term. Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure there's some people, you know, I say when we grew up, there was definite. I guess going by the radio, there was definitely the way things were divvied up. 
you know yeah you had modern rock classic rock alternative rock country country yeah. yeah and all that stuff now you know you probably follow most of that stuff under oldies now yeah what to say yeah <laughs> really man, yeah. be honest um I'm trying to think of some more albums. We're kind of doing this off the cuff, so yeah, this was yeah. a last-minute decision. So yeah, um, I, I tell you, well, an artist. Okay, I will say that some of their music is really spooky. That's the Doors. Oh yeah, because Jim Morrison was a fucking weirdo. Um, yep. The end when the music's over. Uh, yeah, some yeah. of their stuff is really weird and out there. <laughs> I mean, and the end was off their first album too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine that on your debut? Yeah. That seriously. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. nuts. <laughs> now, there's a good there's a good collection of doors. I think it's back in print now called um oh, fucking hey. All scenes fucking old for this. Um Weird Scenes Inside weird the Gold Mine. Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine. Yeah, it's called Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine, and that is a collection of two just another double album collection of more of their darker more off the wall recordings um definitely worth checking out there's he reads poetry in between some stuff as well yeah yeah he does have yeah. some it's been years since we i think last time listened to that album was you and me oh that was a long school. time ago then because i had the cassettes school. and then i sold it and i recently within the last few years I've, it's back out on vinyl and i bought it on vinyl but um <laughs> Yeah, there's some strange stuff on there. Like a song called Horse Latitudes is just like, the fuck are you talking about? What is this about? <laughs> How much acid did you drop, Jim? I know. It's crazy. But it's yeah, it's definitely worth the listen, though. I mean, if you're looking for something different. Um, I don't know if I'd call this horror. It's definitely not horror. But if you, if you go through some of the catalog of Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You pick out some songs. He does those kind of character songs about mm-hmm. the darker side of people. He does several songs about murder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's creepy. A lot of that stuff is creepy, especially with his the way he does it. So, especially with some of his later stuff. When, yes. Yeah. Like the, uh, what's building in there comes to mind. That's a that's it's kind of tongue in cheek, but at the same time, right. It's kind of uh, weird. First one I think of is Murder in the Red Barn. Yeah. Heard that yeah. One. That yeah. Was, that came to my head to begin with. But he's somebody you would have to sort, you know, you got to sort through to find it. Might not necessarily be everybody's cup of tea. Then you got to be able to put up with his voice because it's not, he's, his voice is not for everybody. It's not. And he doesn't do traditional song structure. No. No. I guess you would call it. I hate keep throwing labels on stuff, and it's just the way I grew up. I guess this would be avant garde. Yeah, closest maybe. thing I would think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's worth the listen. You have to yeah. hunt down his catalog, but check out a couple of his albums. Didn't want to get off too far off track, but he does have some songs that fit into that. Um, third thing is just uh, some soundtracks. Uh, Exorcist soundtrack. Yeah, tubular uh, bells. Tubular bells. Um. That's a nice set, a nice little mood for you. Um, some of the John Carpenter stuff. I was just about to say that. Yes, John Carpenter's an excellent musician in addition to an excellent filmmaker. Exactly. And for those who don't know, he does most of the music for all of his movies. Mm-hmm. He did the Halloween theme, I believe. He uh, did any any of those 
incidental music or soundtrack stuff he's done. He actually has a band too, I believe. Yeah, I think he's yeah. actually touring and make, he does music more instead of making films nowadays. I think he's just completely off of the whole filmmaking yeah. process. Thanks, Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, check that out. Check out some of your horror movie soundtracks. There's going to be some stuff on there that you would listen to, but I definitely would check out some John Carpenter. Anything that gives you that little, you know, makes your mind wander to those places like that. So yeah, how, yeah. I don't know if there's an actual soundtrack for it. Um, music for Psycho. Oh yeah. I don't know if there's an actual there might soundtrack, be. but there might you know, be theme for that in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that in itself is something to check out. Um, I'm seeing what else I can think of. Yeah. You know, we were talking about Black Sabbath, you know, obviously yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Stuff, some of his stuff is, but a lot of his stuff is, has that imagery, but it's not necessarily about that stuff. You know what I mean? He uses yeah. imagery more than he does. I think that he ever actually believed in it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we were growing up and people would talk about Sabbath and they were yeah. like, oh, they worship the devil. You play yeah. the music backwards and you hear them stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then if I listen to it, I'm like, this is fucking harmless. Yeah, what exactly. About? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> this reminds me now, speaking of a tangent, you remember when we were in college, we went to this, I don't know how we ended up going, but we went to this Bible thing where they were talking about the devil and rock music. Do you remember that? Mm, I remember you being there. It was you, my old roommate, Sam. I vaguely remember going to this. And the bands that they were showing was Fleetwood Mac, (laughs) Rush. (laughs) Um, I mean, they show stuff like Wasp and everything like that, like I was mentioning before, Kiss and their makeup. Yeah. I remember it. It was just a bizarre evening because we were going to there. I think we were just being a-holes and going to make fun of it. Probably. But by the end, I remember... Why else gone? Right, exactly. But by the end of it, I remember there was like three or four people who got converted that night. <laughs> because they, I remember they showed a video of these artists that were trouble, quote-unquote. Jesus. And I'm just like... I was like, come on. <laughs> You got to be kidding me. I'll never forget that because this is one of the most bizarre evenings I remember ever having. I only have vague memories of that. Oh, my God. I probably blocked it out of my brain deliberately because it was so stupid. It was very stupid. Uh, yeah. Quote the, uh, there's a song on the band's live a record, Rock of Ages, uh-huh. called uh, I Don't Want to Hang Up My Rock and Roll Shoes. And there's a, there's a verse in there. It says, Preacher man, he tells me the devil take my soul, but that's a bunch of shit. I just want to rock and roll. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. One band that really ought to be in this discussion, but really doesn't qualify, is Kiss. Yeah. I mean, for all the makeup and the blood spitting and the fire and the fire techniques, their music is not spooky. I mean, they, they look like they ought to do that type of music. Exactly. They have that look about them. But their music's just straight up rock and roll. Yeah, it's just about, you know, sleeping with all the girls you can and party. Yeah. That's basically it. Christine yeah. 16, that's what that's about. <laughs> all that theatrics was the shock value. And yeah. That's what drew people in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like going back to Alice Cooper real quick. Theatrics, shock value, something that makes the parents go, oh, oh my God. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. 
but yeah, they you're they corrupting are... our youth. Will somebody <laughs> think of the children? Exactly. And but they're Kiss is just a straight up rock and roll band. Yeah, there's yeah. the only thing that maybe even be remote, remotely follow into this, and it's more of a story. It's not really spooky. It's the elder. Yeah, yeah, and that um, was a departure. Yeah. From their regular stuff. I mean, that that was a concept record. They they'd never done anything like that before or since. Right. And I mean, and that's not it's not bad. A lot of people trash it. I don't think it's, it's that it's bad. not bad. It's just different. It's just different it's for different. kids. Exactly. But you're right. They they are a good one to mention as far if for nothing else, looks alone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure their posters scared the crap out of a lot of people's parents back in the seventies. Oh, I mean, yeah. they had to. You know, I mean, there was nobody like them. I mean, nowadays you got bands like R that make Kiss look like, you know, the Beatles. But yeah, yeah. But they're a parody, though, aren't they? I don't, I, have, I, I don't know. I've never listened to music. They, I, 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 yes just, and no, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not into that type of music. So me either. I don't get it. I don't seek it out. So I'm not sure. Yeah. But the one thing. Oh, you know, we didn't mention this. And I, since we're speaking about Kiss. I do want to slide one quick movie in real quick. Okay. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> that's a very bad movie. It's, um, it's very boring. It is, you, yeah. You would not think it would be if you read the plot of it. No. But it's done it very badly. Done very badly. and But I just wanted to throw it in there because we didn't mention that in our horror movie discussion. No. Now, it's a horror movie, but we were talking it's about not. it. It's not. It's, it it's made for TV. How could it be a horror film? True. Uh, a real it's horror true. film. Um, no I recently rewatched the Red Letter Media Best of the Worst episode where they featured that. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And they weren't impressed either. They talked about how dull it was and how it was just shot so flat. I mean, it was a TV film. You know, that's right. how they shoot TV films. But I guess it was pitched to the band as uh, a hard day's night meets star wars yeah and it and failed they, miserably on both counts well they probably just shoved a check in front of them oh i'm sure they did yeah i'm sure and they the thing, did. if i remember correctly and i'm surprised red letter media didn't mention this or they might not have known but this is a little trivia peter chris the guy that does the voice that's not peter chris speaking yeah. the lines i remember us thinking that back when we were in high school watched this movie like i know that voice from a cartoon and we were all trying to figure out where we'd heard his voice. it was the guy that played spider-man yeah it was just like he was a voice series. artist yeah yeah exactly and um because peter true. chris hated the whole process the whole process of the thing and he refused to come back for for reshoots exactly so they got they had to get a whole new voice guy to do his parts yeah so, <laughs> that's a little fun little trivia throwing there so, but yeah, I think we, we've covered a small portion of this. There's yeah. plenty more out there. Yeah. Um, and if you have any suggestions, leave us a comment or tweet or something. Let us know. Definitely. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know that you're listening. Yeah. Um, yep. Me and uh, Poncho here probably will be doing more music discussions down the road. Yeah. Because we were, we were discussing ideas before we started recording. So look out for those down the road. The rando may or may not be involved, but that might be something we do when rando's not available. Yeah, he's exactly. not as much of a music aficionado as we are. So exactly. So you know, we'll you know, tell us if you like this or not. Yeah, would you? Yep. So let us know. Um, yep, exactly. So, but I guess that's all we have for tonight. Uh, just want to let you know, you know, reach out to us at mlctaskforce.com. Check us out on YouTube. 
And our Twitter and on, handle is? At MLC underscore Task Force. And we have a Facebook group as well. Right. So check us out. We're out there. Um, we are trying to record more. So we're going to try yeah. to get more stuff out there. So let us know. You know, if there's anything particular you want to hear about us talk about, let us know. We'll be happy to yep. Take any it. suggestions, comments, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> feedback. We want feedback. God damn it. <laughs> exactly. We got to know, are we doing this right or not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but we appreciate your time and we'll be back again soon. But, you know, thanks for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Y'all have a happy Halloween. All right. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.